Very good morning, everybody. Uh, great to see you. Warm welcome to you. And uh, I'm sure you know who I am. My name is Peter, I'm the vicar. Uh, Ivan Hacking is our preach this morning, and Ivan will be preaching a little bit later on. Sue is leading music. Uh, the theme for today, the second Sunday in Advent, is Prepare the Way of the Lord. Quite a few notices today, so uh, bear with me as I run through them. Uh, we have a prayer meeting tonight. One prayer meeting is on tonight at 7 p.m. here in church. Very welcome to come to that. Uh, Christmas cards delivery. There are still quite a few bundles on the table behind you. Um, they need to go out these next few days, please. So if you can take a bundle, deliver them to the houses on the streets, all in the streets where they need to go. Pray for the homes as you deliver. That would be wonderful. So please do take a bundle before you go. Uh, huge thanks for the tins of chocolate and mince pies and mild wine that have been bought already for Christmas services. We still need a few more tins of chocolate for the businesses. Uh, so if you could maybe bring up one or two in the next few days. Literally just need about five more. That's all we need. 
Um, on the table in the foyer, you'll see the tinge of chocolate. You'll see a sign-up sheet. If you take a tin for a business, please tick that you've taken it for that business, that you will take to that business, if that makes sense. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Carols on the Parade uh, is on Tuesday night at 6.30 uh, at the Parade of Shops. Uh, please do go. Be, in, be salt and light in that place at that time. That's Tuesday, 6.30 on the Parade. Uh, the funeral of David Rouch is at 11 a.m. on uh, Wednesday. Uh, please do be praying for all the family as they uh, prepare for that service. Uh, we, as a family, as in the Hubbards, we're holding an open house at the Vicarage on Wednesday the 20th of December from 3 till 6. Uh, anyone is welcome at that. Come and go as you please. And the final notice, as far as I know, is from Libby. There are Christmas cards assigned for the MAG missionaries on the table near the other cards. So sign those as you can uh, as you go. So, we're going to light two candles for Second Sunday of Advent. should be some words on the screen to say at the end of my first paragraph. Do join in the words involved there. People of God, be glad. Your God delights in you, giving you joy for sadness and turning the dark to light. Be strong in hope, therefore, for your God comes to save. You are God's children. Lord, make us one in the love of Christ today and forever. Amen. Amen. So we're going to sing, and we're going to uh, sing praise to our God who comes to our help. So would you like to stand and see what leave us in song? Thank you.
indeed, Lord, we do give you all the glory, all power and majesty is yours. And we thank you, Lord, that you count us worthy to stand in your presence, to sing your praise. Holy is your name. Amen. Amen. Uh, do have a seat. We're going to say some words of confession and uh, be real with God and say we haven't lived his way completely this week and uh, we need to come before him and ask him to help us to live his way in our lives and so there's uh, some words that I'll say and then some words that you can respond with at the end holy and loving God we have dwelt in darkness and preferred it to the light. We have been proud of our accomplishments and despaired over our shortcomings. Smooth down the mountains of our pride and lift up the valleys of our doubts. Open a path in the wilderness of our lives that we might find a way to you again. Refine us, Lord. And prepare us once again for life in your kingdom. Hear our prayer, O Lord. Amen. And Lord, we thank you. Because of the cross, you promise to give us new life. You promise to cleanse us from our sins. Thank you, Lord, that we can walk again refreshed and new with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so uh, this is the, the point now where um, any children and young people amongst us uh, are going to go out to their group. So uh, for any primary age children, James and Phil are leading you uh, in your group today. Uh, so um, do go with them or follow them or they can wave to, to you as they go. So please do join them in their group. And for any um, uh, secondary school age uh, young people, a group is being led by Debbie and Ellie today. So... Um, they can go with Debbie and Ellie. That would be wonderful. So let's pray as they go and ask God's blessing, rich blessing on them as they go to their, their groups. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for all the young people here today. We ask that you would be with them in their group, uh, be with them in their lives as we know you are, Lord. Thank you that uh, you uh, are going to dwell with them this week and that you will help them to live for you. So enrich their group by your presence and your blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So we're going to um, sing a very well-known carol. Not the whole thing, but uh, three verses of it. Uh, and uh, it's the lovely hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Would you like to stand as we sing?
do have a seat. And uh, Jacqueline is going to bring us our two readings and then I'll pray for Ivan as he preaches. The first reading is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that a hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling, in the desert prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level, the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And I said, what shall I cry? All men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, Lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Sovereign Lord comes with power, and his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense accompanies him. He tends his flock like a shepherd, He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. The second reading is from the book of Matthew, chapter 25. Matthew 25. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. The wise, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming, and they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come and meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. No, they replied. There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. 
Later the others also came. Sir, sir, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, I tell you the truth, I don't know you. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray for Ivan, shall we? Father, we pray your hand, your blessings be on Ivan as he speaks to us, as he preaches your word. And we pray that our hearts will be open, our minds ready to hear, to receive and to obey. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. I'm going to start where I'm going to finish. Uh, in other words, you should have had some points to ponder. If you didn't get a copy through email, please ask me and I'll give you one at the end. Did you remember to buy your advent calendar? Oh, <laughs> well, they're great fun, aren't they, as we tick off the 24 days until Christmas Day and we open the little windows, don't we, and we find treats hiding inside, chocolates, teddy bears, cuddly toys, lots of animals, dogs, sheep, and especially penguins. I don't know why penguins. Tell me, tell me sometime. For grown-ups, you may find, especially the ladies, you might find perfume, bubble bath, moisturizing, moisturizing cream, socks. I kid you not. Oh, by the way, you're probably taking notes about all these things to buy in the advent calendars, so I'll give you details later if you want. But there's one called The Office, and you can have 12 days of... It's called 12 Days of Socks Advent Calendar Set. And it's a mere £42.96. Just bear it in mind. Then there's the traditional Christmas countdown with 24 days of different tea bags. That's a mere £10.99. Um, then there's the share, I'm doing all this to save you the bother, you see. Um, the Share the Joy Advent Calendar. And this is what they say, and I couldn't write this script myself. We don't want to spoil the surprise, but we'll give you some hints on what you might discover inside. Such as a couple of our wonderfully fragrant tub-transforming bath bubbles. Or maybe you'll find some of our new body butters to love yourself with 96-hour moisture. Now, if I work that out, it means that you don't have to wash for about four days. <laughs> oh, I can't get me. But the thing is, it's only £55, but it's worth 77 so think about it. And top of the range, we have Wedgwood Fine Bone China Christmas Advent Calendar 2023, Costing, wait for it, £860. How can you resist the temptation? <laughs> My goodness. Today is the second Sunday in Advent. So what is Advent all about? Well, Peter, Peter highlighted this last week, didn't he? Talking about that. Can I say as well, um, give a plug to the church website. Uh, some of you sometimes will miss a service but by all means, go onto the church website and hear it. And if you've heard it once, sometimes it's a good thing to hear it again because sometimes you miss things on the first time round. 
and particularly as we're in Advent and there's a series, it's probably worth looking and listening again. But Advent is a season observed in many Western Christian churches as a time of expectant waiting. As I say, Peter highlighted this last week. Waiting and preparation for the celebration of the nativity of Jesus at Christmas. It marks the beginning of the Western liturgical year and it starts on the fourth Sunday before Christmas. That being the case, why is it, I ask myself, why is it that most Advent calendars miss the point and have nothing to do with it? The word Advent is a version of the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming, which is the translation of the Greek word parousia, commonly used to refer to the second coming of Christ. For Christians, the season of Advent anticipates the coming of Christ from two different uh, perspectives. It gives us the opportunity to share in the times when the Jews were longing for the coming of the Messiah. And at the same time, it calls us to be alert and ready for the second coming. So Advent is all about waiting. We've just read a passage from the book of the prophet Isaiah, and we recognize there phrases which were repeated in Handel's Messiah, phrases like, comfort ye, comfort ye my people, and every valley shall be exalted, every mountain made and hill made low, the crooked straight and the rough places plain. And the voice crying in the wilderness refers to John the Baptist who paved the way for the coming of Jesus. And that was a point picked up in all four Gospels. A few verses before the beginning of the reading, Isaiah prophesied that the Jews would be exiled to Babylon. I don't know about you, but Babylon always makes me smile as I think of that song by Boney M by the rivers of Babylon and um, that strange man who cavorts around at the front. And I was tempted to bring it this morning, but (laughs) decided against it. But I digress. I can remember a few years ago during the Advent period when our heating was making funny noises, something like a cross between a lion's roar and the bellowing of a mad elephant. I I can see some of you have diagnosed the fault already. I hoped everything would sort itself out. But by the morning, my wife, Jacqueline, thought I should ring for help. And I think she was right, actually. In the end, inertia won the day. So I did nothing. We reached crisis point there the following morning when we woke up up, and the house was freezing. Anyway, the heating was off, so I finally called for help. When I rang to call in the boiler man, they put me on hold. And so I had to wait, wait. I don't know about you, but I hate waiting. There I was waiting for them to answer. And to add insult to injury, they thanked me for my patience. (laughs) Now, to me, that's like waving a red flag in front of a bull. I'm not a patient man, asked my wife. As the old saying goes, and I'm shooting myself in the foot here, patience is a virtue Possess it if you can, seldom in a woman, never in a man. I rest my case. (laughs) We waited, 
But in all fairness, they were there within a couple of hours. The engineer was absolutely brilliant, diagnosed the problem, fixed it, and explained what had happened. I grunted my approval and pretended I understood, but I think he realised that I was completely lost. It seems to me that waiting often has negative connotations. We wait for a bus, which is invariably late. And at this time of year, we look forward to and wait for the summer, longer days when the weather is warmer. When you're a child, you're told to wait until you're old enough. Children are not good at waiting. They live in the present. Go past a primary school and you'll see the children out in the playground, playing, shouting, laughing, basically enjoying being alive. They don't look back, as children don't have many years to look back on. But as you grow older, you look back to the good old days when it always snowed at Christmas. People were nice to each other, and petrol was so much cheaper. <laughs> Did you realise, by the way, in 1971, it cost 34 pence a gallon, which is just under 7.5p a litre. Dream on! And yet to a child it seems such a long time, waiting for your birthday, waiting waiting. As we approach Christmas, we think back to the angel Gabriel who visited Mary. What do angels look like? I don't know. And the picture we have in our minds is often coloured by paintings of past centuries in which angels always had wings and they looked rather odd. That's not being disrespectful. In fact, as far as I know, and Peter will correct me on this one, there is no physical description of angels given in the Bible. And they're generally referred to as men. Although it does say in Hebrews 13, don't forget to be kind to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realising it. Which makes me wonder, have we ever met an angel without realising it? The angel Gabriel said that Mary would bear a son whose kingdom would never end. Major, Mary's reaction was understandable. She was rather worried and there was a problem. She didn't have a problem, she didn't have a husband. Oh, and the Holy Spirit would come to her so her son would be holy, the son of God. Mm. But she'd have to wait it's this theme of waiting again. She'd have to wait until she was pregnant and Jesus was born. Can, can you imagine how Mary felt? This was uncharted territory. And she'd have to wait, wait, wait. What would everybody say? Uh, not married, but pregnant. Nowadays, nobody seems to be bothered and I gather that most children are conceived before parents marry, if they ever marry. How times have changed. And unlike the pictures we see, I understand that Mary was probably in her early teens. Gabriel said she need not feel afraid, as she was highly favoured by God, who would bless her in a wonderful way. 
which is a wonderful tribute. It seems to me that we often play down the contribution of Mary and give the impression that she was just a woman chosen at random. But then we forget that God gave her an A-star rating. What rating would you get? What rating would I get? But I wonder what went through her mind as she waited, looking forward to the birth of her child. The narrative is very compact, isn't it? And you can easily get the mistaken impression that Gabriel was in and out in a couple of minutes. I don't think that was the case. I think that Mary spent longer than two minutes taking it all in and just considering how things were going to work out. Or to put it another way, how would you have reacted had you been in that position? Mary said, I am the Lord's servant and I'm willing to do whatever he wants. In other words, she was willing to accept God's will for her life. What a challenge that is to us, isn't it? Could we say that? Could we say, I am the Lord's servant, I'm willing to do whatever he wants? Would you be willing? Would I be willing? A number of other events recounted in the Bible involved waiting. Just think back to the time of Abraham and Sarah who waited so long for God's promise to be fulfilled that she would have a child. And and incidentally, she was in her 90s by the time Isaac was born. And what about Hannah, who waited for her son, Emmanuel, sorry, Samuel? Then there was Simeon, who waited for that time when he saw the baby Jesus, the Messiah, and actually cradled him in his arms. And the early apostles who were there to wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. Waiting can be so positive. Part of the pleasure of anything you particularly enjoy is the anticipation. When our children were very young, we used to go by car and they'd often say, are we there yet? But waiting is so hard, not to say stressful. Going back to children and birthdays, they can't wait, can they, for their next birthday? We, we always used to celebrate, uh, when the children were at home, uh, they, we used to celebrate their birthdays and had a great time. I used to celebrate my birthday too, and, and Jacqueline's as well. But then you reach a point where you'd rather forget about it. <laughs> I'm sure we've all been there. Um, Advent looks backwards and forwards. Jesus came for the first time, which is what we celebrate at Christmas. And he's coming again. It it seemed to me that in this day and age, we don't often talk about the second coming. Why is that? When was the last time you heard a sermon about the second coming? Yet, did you know, the Muslims will tell you that Jesus is coming back. Our second reading picks up the theme in the context of a marriage. This parable occurs when Jesus' disciples ask him, what will be the sign of the coming and of the end of the age? 
And Jesus answered this question with a detailed description of end-time events, stating that there would be famines, earthquakes, wars, upheavals, persecution, and even the worship of the Antichrist. <clears throat> and Jesus' answer doesn't end with this list. He goes on to tell the parable of the ten virgins, as, as we heard in our reading. And in some translations, they translate that as young women. Some, some translations have bridesmaids. And like the wise, the five wise ones, we are to live with the same type of anticipation for what you could call our wedding day, the day when Jesus will return for his church. And though we don't know the day or the hour, we do know that the bridegroom will return soon. Like an ancient Jewish bride waiting with great anticipation for her wedding day, we need to be alert, watchful, focused on getting ready for the marriage to Jesus, the bridegroom. Before the Lord returns, the church, and that means people, not buildings, the church should make herself ready, seeking to know Jesus in an ever deeper way. As we look forward to that time, we catch a glimpse of what to expect in John's Revelation, uh, chapter one, uh, sorry, chapter 21, where he says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. It sounds wonderful, doesn't it? All the waiting, this theme of waiting again, will be worthwhile for those who've made their peace with God. They will enjoy a life of intimacy with God forever. Are you ready to meet God? If you look back to the parable of the ten virgins, five were ready and were told, here's the bridegroom, come out to meet him. The ones who were not ready were told, Truly, I tell you, I don't know you. So they were left out. Which one are you? Are you a wise or a foolish virgin? I was never any good at football, though I am a self-confessed football fan. I put up my hand. And I've got considerable admiration for those who are good at it. But... I did do cross-country running at university. And at the finish, there would be a, often be a man there who would slap us on the back and say, well done, lad. At the end of your life, what will Jesus say to you? At this Advent time, let us look back at Jesus' nativity 
but also look forward to him coming again and make sure we're ready. I can remember that when I was a boy, uh, I went to a church where they often talked about the second coming of Jesus. They really hyped it up, saying that Jesus could come at any time. Maybe tomorrow, maybe today, and even, followed by a pregnant pause and the old dulcet tones, maybe tonight. I heard that so many times that I got used to it. When midnight midnight came, I breathed a great sigh of relief and thought, Jesus hasn't come tonight. I've survived. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Get on with your life. Business as usual. But of course they were right. Jesus is coming again. Take it or leave it. It's not negotiable. But the bottom line is, are you ready to meet him? Amen. Thank you, Michael. I was asked that we have a little bit of quiet just to reflect and possibly wait, just for a minute at the most. So we'll just have a bit of quiet just to reflect on what Ivan's been saying to us before we move on. So as we prepare for the return of Jesus, he also calls us to pray. So we're going to do that now. We're going to pray, and I'm going to lead us in some intercessions. And in these prayers, when I say, Lord of all glory, would you please respond by saying, hear our prayer. Lord of all glory, hear our prayer. So let's pray. Our God speaks tenderly to his people and cares for them as a shepherd cares for his sheep. Let us therefore bring to him our thanks and our prayers for our own needs and the needs of others. Lord our God, in this Advent season we pray for your church throughout the world. 
we pray that your church will indeed be a herald of good tidings, speaking in a strong voice of your glory revealed in Jesus Christ. In the worldwide Anglican family, we pray for our archbishops, Justin and Stephen, for all bishops, including our own bishops, in this diocese of Litchfield, and other leaders whose words will be broadcast on TV and radio and over the internet and by newspapers. Give them wisdom and guidance when they ask, what shall I cry? Open the hearts and minds of all who hear or read your prophetic voices so that they may receive with gladness the salvation you offer to all who believe in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord of all glory, hear our prayer. Lord our God, we pray for all the nations of the world and their leaders. We pray that in all the uneven, rough and unjust places of the world, the way may be prepared for you to bring equity and healing and justice to all your people. We pray particularly today for the people of the Holy Land, where Jesus, your word made flesh, came to live alongside us. Let your Prince of Peace bring a new spirit of reconciliation to the nations of Israel and Palestine, where there is so much hatred and distrust, distrust and enmity, and where so many innocent people are losing their lives. Lord of all glory, hear our prayer. Lord our God, we pray for the communities in which we live and work and worship, especially this community of Baston Hill. We pray that with your help we will reveal your glory in the way we live and serve you. We pray that as we welcome many people from this community through the doors of our church these coming few weeks, that we may be attentive to your voice speaking to us, and that we may be people who show your love and care in the way we speak and act and serve others. And we pray also that we, as we go out into the community, that we may be salt and light to all whom we meet. If we become over busy, stressed or tired, speak tenderly to us. Gather us in your arms and bring us back to a place where we can rest and refocus on the one great truth of Advent and Christmas that you have come to us in humility and with patience so that we may see your glory and salvation in our lives. Lord of all glory, hear our prayer. Lord our God, we pray for all those in particular need who are weak and vulnerable. We pray that they will be touched by your gentle tenderness, bringing them comfort and strength. And in our own hearts, in a moment of quiet, we bring to you, Lord, our concerns for the needs of those we know and love. Let your loving and gentle kindness surround them all. Lord of all glory, hear our prayer. Lord our God, remember before you the lives of those who are now with you in your eternal kingdom where one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. And we pray for those who are missing, especially at this time as we prepare for Christmas. Lord of all glory, hear our prayer.
Lord our God, our Heavenly Father, we bring before you our prayers, trusting in your great faithfulness and compassion. As we look forward to celebrating once again the birth of your Son, Jesus, help us also to look forward to the time of his coming again and to prepare ourselves for that day when your kingdom will at last be established on earth as it is in heaven. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we're going to sing our offertory song. Uh, so if the offertory could be brought forward at the end of this song, that'd be wonderful. Let's stand and let's sing, In the darkness we were waiting, without hope, without light. Let's stand to sing together.
Father, we thank you for your great goodness and your great love that you have poured out upon us. And we thank you for these gifts that have been given in your name. And we pray that as these represent all those other things that have been given, that you will bless us as we serve you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And so we come to share the peace with each other as we prepare to celebrate and to share in communion. In the tender mercy of our God, the day spring from on high shall break upon us, give light to those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. So may the peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's show each other a sign of peace, remembering, of course, to respect for those who keep him under the distance. Sorry about the, um, I didn't know again from the chorus three, the first three to first four, whatever it was, without the chorus, so, um, so I haven't got any so songs, detailed. I haven't got any songs for, you're just going to play, aren't you, during, yeah, I've got no words. Yes, no, but Peter said no words. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, it's so hard, isn't it, and I wish yeah. I could have got in to check it. It's all right, I'll we'll, get we'll, there. We'll, we'll sort it out, yeah. yeah. Next time I'll be on it, I did try. <laughs> Going to use Eucharistic Prayer D for our communion. <coughs> the Lord be with you. And Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our Good Father, to us all, your face is turned towards your world. In love you gave us Jesus, your Son, to rescue us from sin and death. Your word goes out to call us home to the city where angels sing your praise. We join with them in heaven's song, saying together, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Father of all, we give you thanks for every gift that comes from heaven. To the darkness, Jesus came as your light. With signs of faith and words of hope, he touched untouchable to the blind and washed the guilt from truth. This is his story. This is our song. Hosanna in the highest. The parents came out to see your Yes, at the end they turned on him. 
on the night he was betrayed, he came to table with his friends to celebrate the freedom of all people. This is his story. This is our song. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus blessed you, Father, for the food. He took bread, gave you thanks, gave it to him and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus then gave thanks for the wine. He took the cup, gave it to them and said, This is my blood shed for all, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. This is our story. This is our song. Therefore, Father, with this bread and this cup, we celebrate the cross on which he died to set us free. Defying death, he rose again, and is alive with you to plead for us and all the world. This is our story. This is our song. Hosanna in the highest. Send your spirit on us now, that we may live by these gifts that you have given us, to feed on Christ with open eyes and hearts on fire. May we and all who share this food offer ourselves to live for you as we welcome at your feast in heaven, where all creation worships you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Blessing and honour and glory be your Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. As our Saviour has so we pray. Our Father and Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Break this bread to share the body of Christ. We are one. We are one. Because we all share in the Draw near with me. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he gave for you, and his blood which he shed for you. Eat and drink in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. We continue our long custom of sharing the bread from the middle table and the wine from the side. Uh, I'm not that public on that side of the church, and you will be dying.
may Christ keep you in eternal life. those to the Lord who can't be with us here in church this morning. Father, we lift to you those who are unable to be here for whatever reason, whether in hospital or home, maybe ill, too difficult to get to church. Lord, we pray that you would bless them with your presence and that they would know you powerfully with them, whatever their situation, healing, pouring out your love, your gentle presence. In Jesus' name. So we join together and say this prayer together after communion. Almighty God, we thank you for feeding us with the body and blood of your Son Jesus Christ. Through him we offer you our souls and bodies to be a living sacrifice. Send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to a praise and Do you remember who the characters were?